Hey guys, welcome to the last episode of Project Esports for January 2019. Today it is just going to be me and James. Dylan is out working his full-time real job. So it's going to be me and James holding down the fort tonight. But we have a variety of topics to talk about. And we have a new staple esport that will be joining the show each and every week. Because I have a feeling it is going to be the next level, next tier one esport. Don't you agree, James? Yeah, man. Yeah, I can't wait to, for this to be as common as Overwatch and League of Legends on this I, show. I, I think it's only a matter of time, right? I think you're right. I think you're right, honestly. But before we get into any of that, we don't really have too much housekeeping this week. Um, but we do have to talk about the LCS. Um, I don't think either one of us are feeling great after this weekend. LEC, I'm feeling really good about. I but, mean, oh yeah, I know you're feeling good with the LEC. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, man, it has been a rough week for my team, so I gotta, I gotta tell you, it's been a rough go. Yeah, so, for any of you that are not League of Legends fans, the North American LCS started back up this weekend. Cowboy, what it's actually called now? The LCS? Just, just the LCS. Oh, yeah, that's or, true, because they removed the EU. Or Legendary League of Legends League, as Rivington business. There's as many L's so as possible in it. But yeah, yeah so yeah. that started back up this weekend. Just kind of kick off. It's kind of the same what we talked about for last week for the LEC when that kicked off. We'll talk mm -hmm. about the graphics and branding a little bit. Kind of what we took away from the weekend and how we have that. Maybe we get a prediction kin coming out of that. You never know. Oh, okay. But right. what do you? I mean, what do you think about the first couple of games? I'm mean, taking LCLG and 100 Thieves away. Like opening weekend, LCS is back. We're back in the full swings of League of Legends esports. How are you feeling right now? I mean, I think so. And we're not discussing graphics right now. We're not discussing graphics production or anything. We'll like that. get we're into just, that. Well, that okay. kind of goes into it. How are you feeling about it overall? I, you know what, I like. I'm really liking the 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 feel of the LCS. I'm liking like the the uh, the power across the teams and stuff like that. I feel like even teams that we did see have a kind of a lackluster performance. So the potential, I don't think it's gonna. We're gonna we're gonna have a big season of like, oh, this team is definitely in last place, and this team is definitely in first place. You know what I mean? I think we're gonna have a bit more of a power struggle, which feels really nice. I like that. I like variety. I like, you know, the chance of something going going awry. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. No, yeah, I, I'm feeling the same way too. I mean, I. The outcome of week one is not what I expected, even the slimmest, in terms of some of the rankings and where people are and how people played and players that did well and all that kind of stuff. Like, it was not the opposite, but a lot of things were very different. And that's what I love. Um, I mean, we're trying not to talk too much about scores. We'll talk about that a little bit on. But I, despite the colors being the same old boring kind of colors, I like this branding so much. I'm the layout so much better. The over overlay look cleaner. It's it just it's felt more we, traditional. Not okay, much we got we got to talk about the color combinations for some of these teams though, because I believe it was day one of the uh, of the games where we had FlyQuest against Golden Guardians. Yeah, and it was in the loading screen was just yellow. It was just yellow, like and it was like bright neon in your face, which usually I appreciate, but it was just that tint that I just like I couldn't handle, and I was just like, oh my god. Oh my god, this is too much. But I like that they're changing it up based on who was playing. Like, that's yeah. something more than just the generic two colors for the LEC. I don't know. I I like the simplicity. It seemed more simple. I mean, they didn't really change anything from last year. But I'm I'm more happy for that. I, I'm, I didn't watch any of the LEC this weekend. Did they change anything on their layout? 
No, the layout was pretty much pretty much generically the same. It wasn't anything. It wasn't anything too too crazy. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for a second, real here, for any of our, our people who are gonna listen to this later on in the podcast. Uh, just like pre-recorded. Matcom, one of the one of the former CLG heads, is in our chat right now, and I'm kind of I'm fanboying real real hard right now. Oh. Dude's uh, dude's been around for a hot minute, and uh, yeah, man, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's, it's 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 a minute for me to take it. I gotta admit, Matcom, thanks for stopping by, man. I really <laughs> I really appreciate it as a as a longtime CLG fan. I don't know how you feel about them these days, but I kind of I'm st- sticking through them with thick and thin. But uh, yeah, no, so I think. I think graphically overall, um, the LCS kind of did a better job. I think they presented a better show. I think everything looked really cleaner. Um, they, I mean, they still had to like force the Baron power play down your throat and all that good stuff. Um, Cause I think, I'm pretty sure that's a partnership with, the, with both of them. Isn't it? The, the shell was with everybody. I didn't see any shell power plays <sighs> though I'm, for the LCS. I might, I might, I might be getting, I'm getting kind of like the, yeah, yeah. I think you're, I think you're right. I think it is only, I might be getting like all the, like, because I watched four days of games straight. Yeah. Right? Oh like, no, it, I did it, too. I watched. Oh yeah, I watched both of them too. So that's kind of why I've been taking a second here and pausing. I'm like, right? Like I'm just double checking everything. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Trying to be somewhat logical, but you know. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of it's kind of hard. I so yeah, I think it is only the ULCS that still does the Baron power play. So um, yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. I really like it. I I think. Where I really do like the EU talent, I think NA kind of puts on a better show as like as as casters. It's Even yeah, Riv, the talent. I think the yeah. games have been some of these games have been so much fun to watch. I mean, I guess LEC. I feel like there's been a couple blowouts in LCS, but I don't okay, know. The NA just seemed more entertaining to me. Maybe because I know more of the players. Yeah, yeah. No, there was so there wasn't like for me there wasn't a ton of unknowns. Coming into the EU LC or the LEC, God, that's gonna it's gonna be a reoccurring thing for a little while. Um, so I think it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a little while before we get to names used to names like Humanoid and Abadage and Nemesis and like a lot, a lot of actually a lot of mid laners. But um, yeah, no, like these are like the new talent, right? So those are kind of the big ones. But for the for the LCS, we kind of seen like a, just a shuffling of the names. Yeah. Not, a, not a lot of ton of new people. We saw Asta who really showed up for Optic. Um, he he did great. Um, it's a real shame that Optic Academy beat Counterlogic Gaming, but I mean it happens. Yeah. Um, but like I mean, this is what you want to see, though. Like I hate to say it, but this is what you want to see. You want to see this new talent and making a name for themselves, showing up and you know really like putting on a show. And that's what like guys like Asta did. Like they they he played really really well. Broken Blade had a really good couple games. Um, he absolutely dismantled Huni, and it's like it's good to see people that are from like these smaller regions or that are up and covers that are putting on a show that are putting on a performance that keeps you entertained otherwise we're going to see the same rotation of like x amount of players and it's just going to get old right so i'm happy that we're getting this variety and we're getting good variety yeah and i guess kind of moving on I mean, obviously i love to see FlyQuest do so well i mean last <laughs> last season good. my prediction of course they're gonna win win spring split well now they're gonna. Now they look like they're a natural contender there. So I love seeing that. Even though, I wouldn't say I've given up on them. They're now my secondary team, which my number one team, the Hundred Thieves, did not do well this weekend. I mean, I, I I'm not worried about them in the long run. I think there's still some issues. Kind of everyone getting back together. They had a, they had some changes on the roster. I mean, it's not looking great. I mean, no team that started 0-2 has ever made the playoffs that split. So I don't have much faith in this year, but the yeah. long run. 
Yeah, no. So like you're okay. So there was a couple big takeaways I had from the from the weekend overall. Just for like just for seeing like fluidity and like meshing alone. I mean, start with Hundred Thieves. Um, who he didn't look like he was having the most stand up performance. Sunday someday looked really uncomfortable on some of the picks he was on. I think this is a lot of like feeling out and stuff like that. Um, Bang wasn't really like I mean his CS numbers were surprisingly low. There was a lot of like meshing stuff that yeah. I think is just going to take some cohesion and some time. I mean. It seemed to me like a lot of these off-season changes happened really early, yes, but to actually have, like, the whole process really, like, feel itself out and get finalized and get these guys in. Like, I just found out today that Irene, like, Coach Irene for CLG, had only been there for three days. I did not know oh, that. What? Like, they signed him ages ago, but they actually hadn't had him in, count, uh, like, the, the CLG, like, facility for, like for ages. So, there was, a, like, I think this is a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that teams that have a lot of already town that is situated in NA that's not that it didn't have to go anywhere teams like optic teams like I don't know FlyQuest like these teams who didn't really have to like go that far or have these big like like you know visa issues and stuff like that like I mean optic's still dealing with visa issues for arrow but I mean like their their local guys are still really like meshing together really well I think that's why you're seeing some of these successes that you're not seeing on these teams who are trying to bring a new talent and work them in. Same thing with PoE. Like, PoE didn't get to the CLG house immediately or the CLG facility immediately either, right? So I think once we let this kind of, like, work out a little better, it's it's. I think we're going to start seeing better performances across the board, which I'm yeah. really excited for. Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe not next week, but I think that second split, we start seeing some of these teams change a lot, even if they had to keep the same roster, that once on that meshing kind of comes in that we'll start seeing some changes and some teams looking a lot better than they did this opening week that opening week's always kind of rough and maybe it's we're saying mess, that because yeah? both of our teams are really bad so we want to be hopeful <laughs> with that we want to make excuses for them but i really do think some teams that are already doing well are going to do better once they fully mesh and mm -hmm. some of the teams that aren't doing well may have a little bit of a resurgence hopefully because they have that time because making big player changes especially at key roles is never going to be easy. Especially with language barriers too, right? Like that's a big thing for a lot of teams, right? Like, I mean, it's great when you have like one or two people speaking the same language that can kind of like translate midway for each other. Yeah. But I mean, look, okay, like look, for example, look at Clutch Gaming. Clutch Gaming had Piglet who, I mean, debatably when he got here was a very like, I mean, he was a very volatile player one way or another. But look at him now. Like the dude's like totally situated. He's totally meshed in. And they, they look phenomenal, man. They look great. Like, I mean, like who he like, kind of ended a little bit and i mean like even their coach like put like actually the the social media presence across the board i find has been like upped like real high yeah clutch gaming looked really good clg despite the dumpster fire that was that subreddit um weldon was super like super open with the with the with the subreddit with videos and stuff like that so it's good to see that this level of communication is really upping it um i was talking to you a bit on, on slack about how good flyquest's social media team is like i mean they're like everybody is really stepping up their game and it's great to see right like the amount of interaction is awesome i really feel like across the board social media has been getting better and better by the month for all of esports i mean i think the first time i really noticed it because it's the first time i followed a lot of teams was in overwatch league but mm -hmm. now ever since then even with uh, league of legends with every single team they seem to start being kind of understanding what people want out of these esports organizations on social media. The type of content, so they're getting more creative. I mean, the LA Valiant just put out like an office miniseries. <laughs> that was like, great. Yeah. That's all like, right. People are getting more creative because you have more people coming into these creative roles at esports organizations. And social media is something across the board <laughs> I've loved starting to see 
because it's it is exactly what I kind of want at least um, out of social media for these teams. And I think I think a lot of people do too. People want that like creativity, like you know the memes. Like I mean, seeing this like kind of soft flame amongst teams and stuff like that is really nice too. Um, like I mean, you want it to be the caliber of the players because a lot of these players like you know they 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 you know they shoot the shit with each other like across the board and they want to see the organizations do that too, right? Because that's what really like I mean that's what kind of sells you on an org too is like how they communicate how they, like what you know what the personality of the team yeah. is right and that's like, what I sold mean, me on 100 thieves in the first place their personality what they pre- represented what they looked like and i think yeah. having social media that's really well and then go more viral outside of the very hardcore esports community is how you get more people to come in and pick these teams because like oh their content's like funny relatable whatever kind of like that and they start to get more interest in the brand which leads to just kind of more involvement in esports as a whole so i think that's something really important that we're starting to see more and more with especially the leagues getting back into it now and we got yeah. so close overwatch league these just started like nicely these teams in full swing because they have content to make all the time now oh that's just it too right like i mean like it's just like like the off season really kind of sucks for esports organizations unless they're like they have a bunch of stuff going on across the board but a lot of teams aren't there yet there's yeah. not a constant flow of like material for them to make stuff off of so yeah they've really like upped their game which is awesome but I think we'll kind of put that a pin in that for today because we'll keep talking about it. We'll keep seeing how CLG and 100 Thieves does. Hopefully they have a little bit of comeback later on. But trust me, you guys will hear about, hear about it. If a team yeah. keeps doing well, it keeps doing bad because I don't think me and James can really avoid talking about it that much. But I don't yeah, – yeah, it kind of doesn't stay off our radar that long. No. <laughs> but we do have something that we teased at the beginning of the show, our projection for the 2019 Esport of the Year. Yeah. Farming Simulator <laughs> League 2019. Yeah. Just let that sink yeah, in for a minute. Hmm? How does that feel? How does that feel on your tongue when you say it? It doesn't. It's real mouthy. It's a big mouthful. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's like a big hunk of corn. Like it's. It, there's a. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> so, this has kind of been. I mean, it's a me. I mean, so it's a very serious league. Like when I say it's a meme, like everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's been joking about it in the esports community, but it's getting talked about a lot. And it's, I think it's a good thing. It's an extremely weird thing. Something I never thought that would happen. But yeah, yeah. So like it's it, again, like I, I like I'm unfortunately I didn't skim over the article that much. I saw it and I've seen it everywhere, but I actually haven't had like done yeah. a deep dive into it. But like yeah, so I mean, I think like. It spewed a lot of good conversation. Like, should every esport or should every game be able to be an esport? Should every game should be able to be competitive? Um, and I'm on the kind of on the fence. I don't really know how I feel about this. Like, I think it's great for that community, and by the sounds of it, the infrastructure they've kind of set up for this league. Um, hopefully, you can provide a bit more. Yeah, I, I got that article pulled up here too. Yeah, okay, perfect, perfect. So yeah, no, apparently it's like they've got their stuff together when it comes to like this this league. But I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's needed i don't know if it's justified but then it goes back to like why does league of legends need an esports you know i yeah. uh, need an esport like you know what i mean so so it's europe based okay it's gonna span 10 tournaments across europe um going into 2020 of summer where um like giant software or whatever they have like their own farm con or whatever like that that's where it'll end okay. in 2020 okay the prize pool is 250,000 euros about 280 grand um u.s dollars it's quarter of a million, man. It's not bad at all. I know. And the, the crazy part about that is the largest prize pool for any event before that was $3.4,000. Oh, 
just let's 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 that's zero, that is the definition of zero to one hundred. Like that is that is it right there. Yeah, but like so I mean I'm it's not the Rainbow Six level of like grassroots, but like they just said that's this one small event over in Europe and like it was actually a very big hit. It was just a couple thousand dollars, people came, like there's a picture of this little area just being crowded at a farming convention of people watching this. And that the people playing the game started kind of organizing it and starting it from the ground and they were the ones that kind of pushed and then saw, um, Giant realized that they kind of had something special and they started kind of going after what the community wanted. Where's Dylan when you need him? Because this is like, this is what gets him hype. It's like this, because that is grassroots. Like there's, no, there's nothing there's nothing more than that. Like that is a a, a bunch of players making something happen and then the, org- like the, 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 the developer being like, they care, no, we should care. Yeah. Let's all care, and let's make this into something great. And here we are. And it's definitely one of those talk about things so far of 2019. I I think I think this beats rebranding of the LE, LCS yeah. and the LEC. Like this is this is hype, man. So, talking a little bit about how the games are played, they used please, to be played please. as bail stacking, and whoever had the most bail stacked is who won. Okay. But they feel like they need to change it up, and now they're creating a unique multiplayer three v three experience. That uh, the game has not yet seen before for the competitive league. <laughs> okay, alright, alright. And the tournaments will be played at events such as Paris Games Week and GamesCon in Germany. Two of the biggest like European gaming conventions are going to have tournaments there. And the culminating thing is a $113,000 tournament is the finals. Whoever wins that goes home $113,000 richer. I, I'm... I'm, I I don't, I got no, I got no words for this man. I'm rattled. This is so well put together. They have like, Logitech, is... and Intel both sponsoring the league, and then a bunch okay. of other like chairs and like noble chairs. Uh, Nitrado, never heard I'm of not them. Too, not too sure. I'm sure a couple of farming uh based of, of course sponsors yeah, exactly. are doing it. But is, now is John Deere or any like big like farming no. names getting behind this? I, I think it's do. only a matter of time, though. I think, I think it is, too. I feel like this is going to be something they move in on and be like, yeah, well, you can get behind this. Why wouldn't we support this? So oh I think God. we've both been, like, struggling to keep it together as we're talking through this topic. But, like, <laughs> I actually really do think this is a good thing. Because you cannot tell me that the average person that plays a farming simulator game watches esports. I can bet you that it is an extreme minority of that crossover there. You're probably right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I think because I think it's the same demographic as like Sims players. Yeah. Like it's 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 that it's that simulation. Like it's it's not it's not like competitive. I guess. And that, I think that's why I, I think that's why I'm kind of seeing the transition over. But but the sounds of it, they've thought that through. They've thought through how do we make this competitive? How do we make this exciting and interesting? But I mean, like clearly it's already exciting if it already has this much of a buzz. But I mean, I think there is like a bit of a finesse to like make this make this really into something special i think they're kind of nailing it at least in the early stages we for obviously i don't know we could see that we could see these events and they could be a bust but by the sounds of it they've gained enough traffic and they're not going to be so but yeah no i think for esports as a whole this is a this is a nice gap we've just like they just bridged the gap they did it yeah right so I, we're gonna see go ahead I, i'm just almost at a loss for words of kind of how i, know, like, how you, I feel about this like, i can't be mad about this i mean 
quarter of a million dollar prize. So no matter what the esports, that's a really nice prize. First off, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. over ten tournaments. So yeah, it breaks down to smaller prize pools here and there. But the grand finals is pretty big, and unfortunately, no major teams have signed up for it yet. Who knows? Oh. We may soon have a fanatic farming simulator team. I was actually I wanted to, I wanted to ask you if there was like any like big names that were like investing in a team already. The article I, said I, that there are several semi-professional teams that have expressed interest, but the article didn't mention if any big teams have signed yet. Trust me, we will talk about it if they do. I mean, oh, yeah. if a Fnatic, if a G2, if an organized uh, Origin, any organization like that gets in on this, like I yeah, and like I mean, there is like and like uh, the, the big name that's come to my mind is like Astros. That they they make behind that too. I mean, I know, I understand that them and Origin are like kind of like a pairing, but like I mean, I think I don't know, man. I think a lot of these a lot of those orgs over there that have been around for a while are gonna see they see this and be like, all right, we'll jump in. We'll get our we'll get our feet wet. I mean, I mean that's what why not? <laughs> why not? Right? I don't know. I mean, like in like the big thing the big thing I'm worried about is that we're gonna see. A huge influx from like these organizations who are bigger and then they're all going to pull out we saw this recently with um with rainbow six with cloud nine cloud nine just sold their entire team off to uh, reciprocity um and like in the past clg has done the same thing too where they kind of ditched their entire roster for rainbow right because they didn't think it was going to be profitable now yeah. and like i mean they're probably looking long term i hope that this like that the farm simulator esports i don't i don't we, we got to find a better name for it um kind of like makes themselves like projected enough that they're going to continue to grow no pun intended and just keep going and going from there um so yeah no i want to see some big names behind it but i mean logitech and intel i'll take it i'll take it for now <laughs> decent sponsors and i guess yeah. we don't have much else to say so yee yee write them up cowboys keep stacking those bales and good luck to anyone participating in the farming simulator league for 2019 2020 yeah all that <laughs> okay, I, I I feel like now that I was somewhat serious about that, I feel like I can regroup and actually kind of get back into real esports because this next topic we're talking about is going to be a little bit more of a heavy one. I mean, I'm not saying heavy, but it is an organization tackling something that's been an issue for a while now, and that's mm -hmm. North. So yeah. the organization well, name is just... It, start, it started with North. It started with Yeah, North. it's North, and it's been growing from there. But yeah. North, this always sounds weird to talk about as an organization, but North, to those yes. that don't know, they're in the LCS. I don't know how much bigger they're... They're um, CSGO as well. I guess I don't know what extent North, they're all North, involved in. North's not in the LCS. North's not... LCS, they don't have I'm any, sorry. No, no, no. I, unless they're paired up with either Rogue or um, Excel, they're not They're not a part of it. They were projected to be a part of it. Okay, that's where it is. They were projected yeah. to. I'm sorry. But, yeah, but they actually... But so CSGO is their big thing. Okay, so CSGO is, and I guess, I, I feel like you know a little bit more about this. I mean, if you kind of want to talk about what, yeah, I mean, it's grown bigger than them. They pretty much put out a statement. I can pull it up later on when we're talking about that, but pretty mm -hmm. much saying that, like, well, they're getting a lot of shit from some bad performance they had in their CSGO, and a lot of people are being toxic, kind of like how the CLG forums were, and how you're talking about that. <laughs> these people coming after the organization, the team, doing these threats, just insulting people, and they're like... We're better than this. We want to stop that. So yeah. the big thing that I would made me stand out, and I'm like, I want to talk about this, is they're actually putting it on their jerseys. And they're taking steps beyond that too, and they're just encouraging, and they're just trying to promote that idea that we're better than this. This is how esports always has been, but it doesn't need to be how it needs to be forever. And they want us to be that start 
to make that change happen and kind of get rid of the toxicity, which we've talked about countless times on stream before. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like, it's a reoccurring theme. And I think it's like, I mean, it's a big thing with like, I mean, it almost seems like, like, Toxicity is, uh, is supposed to be a part of the culture. It's supposed to be a part of the culture of esports. But North, North, thank God for the like, God love them. They basically they they put out um, their their master post basically detailing that you know um, this is like the, like we've received like death threats. We've received all this stuff about our players and stuff like that. And this needs to stop. This needs to stop. And I don't know. I know shooters seem to have a bit more worse rap than other teams, yep. like other leagues. Um, CS:GO. I've recently learned that Gears of War actually has a very, very toxic player well, base. They're all Xbox players, so of course they're all toxic. <laughs> I mean, not to generalize anybody, but no, I've actually, I've actually briefly interacted with an ex-pro who said that like the Gears of War player base is like they're insane. Like the stuff that some of these CS:GO players in the LEC or like you know the League of Legends players, the stuff they say to them, that's tame. That's tame. Now, a big thing to remember too is this is amongst players. This isn't fans, two players. From my knowledge, I don't know if it gets any worse than that. Yeah. But the nice part about what North did is North basically started this movement and everybody immediately jumped on ship. There was almost no hesitation. I seen Rogue, I seen Fnatic, I seen G2, like I seen tons of organizations immediately be like backing up North and just getting behind this. I mean, we um, can't forget X Hamster as well. God love them. God, though, I don't, I don't care that you know what. I don't care that they're a porn website. I don't care. They got, they were behind it. They were, they supported it. Slasher was having a fit because he didn't know what to do. Um, but yeah, no, like even they're just like, this is a, this, this isn't good, guys. This isn't good at all. Um, but yeah, like I think, like this is a really good thing to talk about because this is something that you know personally that I that it irked me heavily over the weekend because I was losing my mind dealing with the CLG subreddit. Yeah. Because, like, that's what you're seeing. It's not nearly as bad as sending death threats and stuff like that. But fans are volatile. And, like, uh, Anamon, um, Anomity? Help me out. What really makes you anonymous? What is that word? Anonymous is not the word? I get, no, they're, they're like, there's a, there's a word I'm looking for. Anyways, the ability to not have anything personal tied to a screen name makes you want to say the most vile things because you know there's going to be no. Animosity. I think that's what I'm looking for. Thank you, thank you, Kate. Um, <laughs> I think I still butchered the pronunciation, but yeah, like it, like it lets you get away with this. You're gonna get a ban, but it doesn't. It doesn't change that the you know the words went up and stuff like that. And like you see some really really messed up stuff, man. Like, like you gotta remember, like you gotta remember, like these guys, like these are younger dudes. Like, yeah, a lot of like these guys, pretty and, much 16 to 22. And that's just it. And not only that, Generally. but like. The, the women's leagues too the amount of stuff i've seen like land basing clg red is unbelievable and i can't and like to me to wrap my head around that like these are supposed to be fans and all they do is just rip on their own work and this isn't like i mean i'm using clg as an example because it's something i know but this is i can i know this is across the board i've heard good things about 100 thieves team uh like fan base i guess they're pretty chill but i mean all these like long-standing orgs have like their fan bases are absolutely ruthless. I feel bad for TSM players, man. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Bjergsen hasn't gone on like stress leave because of how these how these fan bases react. Like I I had to start like trying to like like tell people off in the in the subreddit to try and like make people like listen. Like real like guys, 
you are ripping on a team that just lost to a world's team who has a, like players that have like are you know regional champions like multiple multiple times and you expect these guys to be like phenoms and yet and, you know you're ripping them to shreds like top to bottom because they didn't perform and that to me is like mind-blowing now it's nice to see that clg actually just joined the national alliance on mental health which is really good i'm sure other orgs are going to kind of be doing the same i'm not too I'm not too too sure who else is a part of that, but like guys like like CLG is doing a good job. Like um, like you said, North doing a good job putting on their jersey. We need more of this because like banter is one thing, right? Talks is absolutely unnecessary, right? Like we gotta like it needs to go, man. Like it needs to be abolished. The I mean I, I, I there's no doubt in my mind that this is nothing but good. This promotion, this all these teams mm. coming together and doing it. But in the post they put out. The way they they said we're going to be the change we want to see by being the change, and how they're doing that is removing negative comments when possible, blocking people when they can, mm-hmm. and reporting. I mean that that almost acts like well, see no it's, evil, it's, do no evil. Like I know, they're just saying yeah. that if they just get rid of all these negative people in the community, everything's going to be good and hunky dory. And I feel like there's a complaint with that. Especially when you start blocking people or reporting people, that's when some trolls get more aggressive almost because that, that, that's their interaction. They got that, oh, we pissed them off so much, we got blocked. Let's keep yeah. going at them, especially with Twitch streamers you see a lot. You ban one account, well, they just keep going making them over and over again to keep bothering them. And I feel like, I'm not saying there's going to be a backlash, but just ignoring everything isn't the best way. I don't know what other way to fix it. I mean, you're, you're going to encourage that and if you want to be a part of the community you have to be nice you can't be rude or you're gonna get kicked out but that's just making it's a selective group of all yes sayers almost i know yeah and, and this is the problem this i think this is the big problem with trying to create a community that isn't toxic it's like it's a very very difficult thing to tackle because well, like how do you how do you deal with somebody on the internet who you have really no physical control over like you know what they say and what they do and like you know how many times they recreate their reddit account because they want to go and like bash a team or recreate their twitch account like i mean yeah. you can make an infinite amount of emails the the and it, like the, the the big i don't like i can't think of a good way to fix it like i can't like i know in tarot from one of the casters from uh six did a really good like long video on this too on like it needs to be it needs like you need other people like just basically either like acknowledging that it's happening and like like basically talking telling the person not to do it and like trying to build that build that fan base of people who not only like don't do it but also don't tolerate it either like it needs to be something that when you do it you don't get a reaction you don't get anything you don't like you know because like it goes up and nobody reacts nobody gets pissed off in fact you're getting scolded by the player base or like you know by the fan base stuff like that like that's kind of what you need to do even even that as an atmosphere is hard to create and then the other thing is like you need to you need to make things harder for these people to do it because then they get deterred and then they stop and like i mean again like banning people like blocking people deleting comments like it it's a it's a it's a it's a stop fix like it's not it's not anything you know you're not you're not fixing the problem in like you know forever right so like i mean i i don't want to say make examples of people but make examples of these accounts that are doing this stuff and being like listen like this like you, you know i don't know like you kind of went like like okay look look at what league of legends did with tyler one they banned literally everything they yeah. made it impossible for him to come back unless unless he changed and then he did and now look at him he literally sells stuff that sells reformed 
if you you like you need to kind of try to find that extreme in some of these cases with some of these very very toxic fan or like I don't even want to call them fan bases because they're not they're trolls they're you know they're like I like I could go on a tangent and start getting real real aggressive about what I think of these people but I'm not but there needs to be extreme ramifications to kind of stop this not to the point where you're you know the organization's calling these people out and make, like you know calling them names and stuff like that but you need to you need to make extreme adjustments like banning ips and stuff like that i mean then they go to vpns but then that's getting sketchy because then you get might be get subjected to malware and for a lot of people that's too much effort that's way yeah. too much and then it then it kind of stops but yeah I, I know what you're saying like north kind of making this point of just of just kind of like you know getting rid of it and not really addressing it it's not good long term yeah i and, uh, and I, I, I was just kind of being devil's advocate. <laughs> I was kind of be devil's advocate there. Like, I think this is an amazing thing. I don't think there's a better place to start than saying, like, okay, we want to start being this change. We want to lead this charge. They put that stop toxicity. They they start making those efforts. Like, I'm not taking away what they're doing isn't good, but there's it's just it's such a deep rooted issue, not just in esports, but online culture. I mean, yeah. there's studies on this. There's all that kind of stuff. Like, it is just a phenomenon on the internet. That people, when they feel like they're anonymous, they're going to say incredibly rude things with very little repercussions on their end. And they will keep there, doing it. There, that's so, just it. there really isn't any. So it, it is really working with the community, starting from the ground up and trying just to build a better community. Which is going to be hard. It's going to take such a long time and everyone needs to be really committed. But I love that at least someone is starting this stand saying, okay, we're done with this. We're not putting up with it anymore. And, ho- and that will spread other teams, and you hope it just makes esports a better place as a whole. You never get rid of that base, but if you can make it more focused on the people that are good, accepting constructive criticism, than the people that are just attacking these game developers, these players, these teams, yeah. it gets better for everyone, and it's a more enjoyable experience all around. And I think I think it's something that I think we kind of like overlook too is like people not only go after teams they go after game developers too. Oh yeah, the of, the I couldn't of, imagine like, making a game. Oh no, me either. Because like I mean, look at Riot, man. Like look at Riot alone. Like I mean, Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard's another one. Like you know, um, uh, Valve. Like I mean, all these all these like major organizations just get constantly torn down. And the big thing is too is it's an organization, not specific players. They're not attacking like specific people most of the time. You do get people who go after like you know. Um, buddy who did like the Diablo Immortal announcement stuff like that right like yeah. I mean you you get attacked on the specific people but most of the time it's Riot or Valve like you know it's like these big organizations but it's still it's still not good man it's still like it's so hard to break like break the mold on this stuff right and, but it I don't know man it needs to happen at some point it's a start I think yeah. I think that I think that's the best place to end it that this is good not job, the one solution but it's a start and we hope that it starts continuing on and we just go from there that's just it, right? So I mean, yeah, North, good job, guys. Good way to start the way to start us off. Yeah, but with that, we'll go to our little pre-show. I mean, mid-show, show, mid-show. whatever advertisement, whatever you kind of want to call. It. We're sponsored by ourselves. Technically, the game house, whatever you want to say. But if you have Twitch Prime, you have Amazon. No, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime. Whichever way it is, <laughs> you have it and take that money from Amazon because each and every month you get one free Twitch Prime subscription that does not continue over to the next month. But it allows you to give it to small creators such as us at the game house, um, any other one you want. Just support someone because it 
You only get it once. It's 100% free if you have that Amazon Prime account connected, and it helps any small content creator. So we always love, and it would be, mean so much to us if you did for us, but just do it for someone because it will make someone day. So make sure to use the Twitch Prime each and every month because it does not automatically resubscribe. Um, reactivate, resub, whatever it is. Yeah. But make sure to use it each and every month. Yeah, that's a big thing too, guys. Like, we don't, like, I mean, support us, sure, but support somebody. For yeah. love of God. <laughs> take, but, that, take that money from Amazon. <laughs> yeah. So, one of our, one of my predictions one of yours. for this yes. year was going to be that the NCAA is going to get involved in esports and fail. And yeah. they've made their first statement of the year already. Which may not look well for my prediction, but it does look well for the prediction that they're going to fail eventually. Yeah, so, I know. <laughs> the comment they pretty much came out today. There's a whole long article. We'll tweet about it. We're going to start including the descriptions and stuff like that. But the ultimate goal, I mean, the ultimate summary of what they said is that we are not going to approve of any violent games in esports. And we will not adjust our morals, our standards, our whatever that word is, we're not going to change for esports. So what I hear that being is that number one, they don't want to get involved in esports because they yeah. know how big of a trouble it's going to be with all the people at Twitch stream and all the money that people are making at young ages and they don't want to make that change or exception for esports because then it's just a floodgates for everything else. I think the not getting involved in violent esports is just the excuse of not wanting that second part is how I perceive this. Because when they include that we will not change who we are for esports is pretty much what they're saying. It makes me think is they don't want to open up the floodgates because it is a Pandora's box if you get into esports because you have to allow these players to Twitch stream. You have to allow them to play in these tournaments if you want them to be involved in the esports at the NCAA level. There's no way around it. And you've already set precedents, precedent where you do not allow a collegiate football player in 2017 to have a YouTube channel that had nothing to do with football make money because you're saying that you're using the theme from college football to boost that YouTube channel. So you already set that precedent that you cannot make money from anything even if it's not related to what you're doing. Yeah, to me that's just a, it's a, it's a massive cop-out. It's a cop out. It's such a smoke and mirrors thing being like, yeah, like, I mean, this is why we're doing it. But, like, in reality, and, like, I think a lot of people, anybody involved in the esports community and who has paid attention to the NCAA at all know that it is all down to the mighty dollar with these guys. And they do not want to have, they don't want to create this, like, this chance for somebody to be able to fight them on other stuff. Because you're right, 100%. Like, guys need it. Like, how do, the guys, how do they promote these guys? Like, how do guys promote themselves sort of is like it dude it's through twitch streams it's through tournaments like that's how these guys get big and if the ncaa needs to start like allowing for the stuff to happen like oh my god it's going to be a nightmare for them like when it comes to traditional sports and stuff like that and it's just it's not going to work out for them so i i really do think like i don't think it's even if they try like what are they going to get into like what like farming simulator rocket league rock mate rocket league i can see rocket league maybe the 2k league but I'm like, um, 2K Madden Rocket League would probably be. I'm kind of looking through the article right now, seeing what they're saying. Yeah, Counter Strike, Dota, League of Legends, Overwatch. I mean, the t top tier esports you don't want to get some of the biggest four. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, that's crazy. You can't, you can't support a big. Oh, Stardew Valley League. I'd, I'd watch that. I'd oh, watch please. that. I love Stardew Valley. 
I want to buy another PC so we can all play together. Sorry, off topic. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, it, like they, they limits their their range of like, you know, them being able to do like. Let's face it, the NCAA just wants to make money. Yeah. They just want to make money, and the only way you make money, significant amount of money, like not like not like you know pennies. Well, I shouldn't say pennies because I don't want to discredit the smaller leagues, the smaller esports. I don't want to do that because they do have validity where they're at they're growing all this good stuff the problem is the ncaa doesn't care about growing they want to be established like immediately so they want to get into the big stuff the only problem is the big stuff is all violent or it's violent-ish like i don't know man overwatch to me isn't that violent it's pretty cartoony like you know like it's it, it rivals like looney tunes and bugs bunny like it's it's I mean, Yikes. even CSGO is, 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 isn't even that violent. Yes, people are shooting each other, but there's no gore. It's not Gears of War. Like, I mean, like, it's not it's not that crazy. So, yeah, to me, this is such a it's such a cop-out for them. That's what Yeah, and I looked through more of the article, and, like, the president of, like, the NCAA was even saying, like, the one way that they do get into it and they do get around this box and it'll piss off so many people is they're asking questions like, yes, esports is a global phenomenon, like it's already in so many colleges, but the question is when you start asking is, is they, is, are they athletes? Is they? And uh, he said yeah. that there. And if they go in and declassify it as, it's not a sport, technically. Which, like, that is what is the one way to do, because they're not sports, so they're not athletes, so they're allowed to make money would be the one way they do it, but then organizing tournaments, all that kind of stuff, like, there be uh, yeah I don't think there's a way NCA can get involved in esports without opening up that barrier that'll stop players from making money. I don't yeah. think there's any way to do it, and that's why I do not think it'll happen anytime soon, if ever. But I make that prediction this year, and this is kind of what I was expecting that they were going to try to make a push, but then they're going to force everyone not to make money because they wouldn't change their values, and then they yeah. just drop out and become irrelevant because of that. But now they're kind of being hesitant because they're at least aware that, like, yeah, we're not going to change. So, like, we don't, we might not get involved because of that. Yeah, I think, I think, I don't want to say this kills them entirely getting into it, but it definitely puts, like, a big, big roadblock in front of them. I mean, even if they do go that route of, like, they're not athletes, so they can make money, but we're still going to, like, you know, take but it all from I, them. I don't think other like, sports would, I, I, I think that would make that conversation bigger. Yeah, that would I agree. Just, piss off people in every community one, one question i want to ask you and i'm going to leave an open ended for anybody listening as well um to kind of think about is like do we think the developers would let ncaa get an in there as well do like yes. given the history you think they you think they think they wouldn't hesitate did you just let them right in if the ncaa said went to riot and said we want every single college in the united states to have a legal evidence team there's no way <laughs> yeah Riot would say no that's With true. the NCAA they, they, comes in and say, we want to make your game an official esport. We'll pay you for the public. We'll pay you for rights because obviously we'll need to do that. You will be a major sponsor. You will have your name all over everything as well. And yeah. thousands and thousands of college it, students every single year will be a part of this. There is no way if the if the NCAA does it right that publishers will say no because publishers have nothing to lose. Publishers want to make money too. Yeah, good point. Good and then point. they don't need to worry about that lower level because now the ncaa is taking involved uh, take i mean well, getting involved in the path to pro and that kind of stuff i mean you almost turn the path to pro i mean not really because college players only and there's people that aren't in college that play in that but you have that development league already and like why would someone now want to have someone else deal with the um entire your development league and then pay you money and get you free True. advertising 
That's true, but I, I think I think at the same time where you call it the development league, a lot of times, like I mean, like I and like I I, I doubt like uh, this doesn't change the fact that I think you're probably 100 percent right. I think the NCAA would just take over for these development leagues. But again, if it goes back to that conversation of like if you play in these these leagues that are part of your school and stuff like that, you basically shoot yourself in the foot for ever playing pro because by that time you're aged out. You know what I mean? And, but again, this is a very small margin of players. Why would you ever like you know? The, the small margin does not outweigh the many. It doesn't happen. But I mean, like, I don't know. I, I feel like some players would be hesitant, but most of the time, anybody's going to jump on chip because it's like, hey, I play for Duke. I play for Duke's esports team. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, and, and if anything, I'd see it being kind of more like how hockey is. So I don't know how well you kind of know that system is, but like, people usually go to high school. They play hockey there. And then mm-hmm. they have the choice of if they're really, really good, they'll go straight to college. Otherwise, they go to, like, a semi-pro league, which we can kind of see as, like, open division contender or right. something like that. And then they go back to college for usually a year or two if they're kind of mm-hmm. on that bubble. And then they go get brought up to the league. So I think there could be a place for collegiate esports. Like, okay, like, you're one of the top-tier players in open division and contender. A team's going to give you sponsorship. You'll be there yeah. for maybe a season, and then you get brought up to the next level. So there's somewhere it can fit in there. And, again, yeah. I... I, I, I I don't want to say, yes, I'm right with my own prediction, but there's no way that any publisher will be able to turn down that much money for publicity. And that I is think the only way. But they, these publishers having so... I mean, it would be such an interesting conversation to sit in on. Because both oh, yeah. sides are going to have so many contingencies and rules of how things are done that it would be such a legal battle between both of these. But they both want it because it helps both sides. But, but the how does it work, on right? that deal would probably be the most interesting conversation I'd ever be part of in my life. Absolutely. Now, I want to make one side note just to back it up a little bit. Chat, our listeners, I want you to realize that Andrew just asked the token Canadian on the show if I know anything about hockey. I want you to, I want you to let that sink in. I want you to let that, that digest that he asked me. You know the the country that like you know makes it like our oh it's basically our national sport. I understand we have lacrosse, but we, lacrosse? it's hockey. Yeah, lacrosse is our national sport. I have yeah, no idea. It, it's oh, you play yeah. lacrosse? I knew that. That's about all. No, I play I played football. I nice played try. Football. No, 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 no. But yeah, and and for the record, I do know something about hockey. I do know something about hockey. I go to the Mooseheads games. I support the boys. I'm Canadian. That's how it works. I have a beard. Keep telling yourself that it's okay. Oh, whatever, man. Whatever. Let's move on. Let's move on from this. Yeah, and, 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 how... I, and I agree. And I, we'll see more development. They made a comment on it, which means there's going to be more comments on the future. So we'll keep developing that as it goes on. But the last thing I kind of want to talk about, it isn't eSports related specifically. Mm. Yeah. But it's just the video game industry as a whole. And I love that. I mean I, I mean, I got into video games, obviously, very heavily before I got into eSports. And I've always been a big video game guy. But so the video game industry in 2018 win about $43 billion as an injury as a whole, which is an 18% increase from 2017. It's a pretty big jump. Looking all right. That's not bad. $43 billion as an injury. Pretty okay. That includes mobile. That includes everything kind of like that. But, like, we saw what... So what I'm going to be talking about now is um, I go and check out the NPR numbers on all this kind of stuff. They do a lot of really... NPD. NPD numbers. NPD. Um, they do a lot of really good stuff, and um, I can't remember what his name is. I'll, I'll retweet it on the Prodigy Sports account, and you can kind of see some of the facts. But they just did a big thing. 
But what I found most interesting, kind of what it relates most to us, too, is that a lot of this growth is being directly related to Fortnite, which I don't think is crazy for anyone to believe. But I don't think so either. the no, biggest right. jump in video game accessories in like the last decade happened this year. They they boosted by 18% this last year because they assumed that so many people playing Fortnite needing headsets and needing more controllers and all that kind of stuff and that peripherals, yeah. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff and accessories and all that kind of stuff can be directly related through their research to Fortnite because of how big a phenomenon it is and all that kind of stuff. And that's the biggest thing that they associate with Fortnite. The rest of that jump is in mobile gaming and all that kind of stuff is becoming more and more popular. And actually console sales and PC sales are staying about the same. Digital's rising, of course, but mobile is the biggest overall boost in the numbers and then yeah. in terms of accessories was directly related to Fortnite, which I love seeing that. That one game isn't doing that entire 18%, but a lot of that 18% was associated to one game, which is ridiculous to me. Yeah, no, like, it, like looking at the breakdown, too, it's, like, pretty crazy. Because, I mean, you expect software, like, including, like, in-game purchases and subscription, you, you expect that to be a significant amount. But for, like, to see peripherals take, like, be like a 15% jump on its own is pretty ridiculous. And, and like, if you can, if we can thank Fortnite for that, I can thank Fortnite for that. I can happily say that. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm as somebody who's not a big like Fortnite fan or like, you know, kind of some of the culture it breeds. I, I appreciate what it's doing for esports and video games as a whole. And another big thing that they kind of brought up was the number of loot boxes and DLC and all that kind of stuff. And we, saw people being upset with that kind of 2017 2016 like the whole ea fiasco with battlefield yeah. 2 and all that kind of stuff like it, it's getting a little better now but that almost became a problem but obviously that is working people are buying these these extra um cosmetics and skins yeah. and all that kind of stuff people are buying and that is good for the video game industry because it just gives more money for everyone to make these better games and all that kind of stuff. And I know no one likes loot boxes, but I think it may be an unpopular take. But if loot boxes are done well, I have zero issue with them. So I, I never had an issue ahead. with a game that didn't force them on you, like Battlefield 2. I don't care if there's, um, as long as it's not multiplayer, as long as it's not pay to win, I don't yeah. care as many loot boxes as you want in the game. Yeah, and I was just I was just going to say that. Like, I think both Overwatch and and big legends both do like similar models where you have the chance of like getting one even fortnite the same kind of way too with their models all cosmetics yeah exactly and it's the same thing with uh with like rainbow six too a lot of these guys do this right where it's an option it's purely cosmetic and that's it it does not alter gameplay and you usually you gain you get them like naturally on their own anyways but you can just have the option of way buy way more now that being said i know riot's coming come under a bit of fire with the the prestige um, skins and stuff like that in the breakdown of like you know these prestige tokens that you can only get through like masterwork boxes that you can only really buy unless you convert them from gemstones and there's like this big like a big dynamic somebody actually did like a psychological breakdown of it and stuff like that but i mean these are very pocket cases i understand that riot is a very big developer and stuff like that so it isn't the best but it is one cosmetic skin it's one or two and like i mean if you if people i think a lot of i think a lot of people are like I don't want to use the term woke, but I think the term is applicable here. Woke to the idea that loot boxes are like they're an addictive thing and they're not game altering. They're not gameplay altering. They're just there's an accessory. Yeah. It's, it's not Battlefield. I mean, 
as long as the video games industry growing, I, I really, <laughs> it sounds bad, but as long as it's growing healthily and it's not becoming incredibly toxic or money hungry or anything like that, I don't care what it does. I just want to see it growing because that allows us to see more things and more money in the pockets of people that deserve it, these developers, these players. I mean, it all funnels down to esports too. The bigger yeah. that video game industry is, the more people involved in that, the better chance they have of hearing esports. The more people are that Blizzard are getting paid, which means the more money the Overwatch League is getting, and blah blah. It's it's just all funnels down from the top, and that's yeah. why if Fortnite selling more cosmetics gets more people into video games, which ultimately helps everyone else, that's good for me, and that's kind of how I see, and that's why I want to bring it up is that for every billion dollars that video game industry grows a small portion of that goes to esports and that's what i think is the most relevant thing to us is that video game industry is if that dies esports dies too yeah that's just it you got we like i'm like i'm glad we're kind of bringing that up because we need to recognize that like yes you can like shit on developers yes you can shit on like these these organizations that are making these games and stuff like that which again we don't condone we just had a, we just went on a tangent about it like you need to realize that without them we don't exist Esports doesn't exist. It's not a thing anymore. We're, we're gone. We're, we're, you know, a thing of the past. So, I mean, play single-player games, by all means. Like, I mean, because it all it all generates into us, right? It all generates into esports. Absolutely. There we go. But, I guess we don't have any honorable mentions today. Is there anything else you wanted to go back and touch on from any of the topics we brought up? Anything you want to mention offhand that we kind of forgot to put in the show notes? Um, nothing that I really forgot in the show notes. I do have two, two kind of things, though. Okay. Um, one... Um, and I'm like, I, I feel bad cause I keep going back to it, but this was a really big weekend for me as a CLG fan. And I just, I feel like, I, I feel like I need to kind of give them credit. I want to really give a big shout out to Weldon Green, the coach for CLG, the head coach. Um, I've, I've yet like in the, in the time that I've been involved in esports, I haven't seen a head coach tackle his fan base like he is. And he's doing a really good job of posting on not only he's he's posting on the subreddit, he's making interviews that are very open, very transparent, very open with the fans. And I gotta commend that dude. I gotta give him full shout out. Good stuff. It's great to see. It's very refreshing. Two, I'm gonna give a shout out to Matcom again. I think he's still kicking around. If he is, that's awesome. But dude, thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it. And the final thing is League of Legends esports insignias are now out, like the icons. Um, proceeds do go to the teams, guys. So if you do have a team that you want to support in some regard or another, pick up their icon. I think I already planned on picking up like four because I want to see these teams like, you know, do well and stuff like that. Um, TL has enough money though. Don't give them anything. <laughs> Paid by Steve. <laughs> Paid by Steve. <laughs> but I guess with that, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Project Esports. I don't know what day it is, so it's the last episode of January, is what I've been calling it instead, but really, we did enjoy all of you guys being in chat, and as always, we love doing this for you, so thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, yeah, so for the record, it is the 28th of January, Andrew, just so you need to know. Um, any interaction with us, guys, any listens, any any likes on Twitter, any favorites, all that good stuff, we appreciate the hell out of it. It means a ton to us. Any growth that we get is awesome. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for sticking by. And every single episode that we live stream on Twitch goes live on podcasting platforms Tuesday morning. So right after this, I'll be working on all that, getting it ready for any of you that want to listen to it audibly. It is always there on every single platform, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, anything you listen to, we're on it. And then always goes live Tuesday afternoon sometime around there on YouTube as well if you want to watch it, but it's not on Twitch. So however you do watch it, thank you so much for that. But with all of that, 
Thank you very much for tuning in to the Project Esports Podcast. And I am Andrew. I'm James. Thanks for listening, guys.